of the Walking Dead podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios. Matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates, Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook, and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now, we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead podcast. We always think there's going to be more time. Out. It's the Walking Dead podcast. Got any advice for me? Yeah, I'd say make a lot more. This is the Walking Dead podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Walking Dead television show on AMC and the Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! So sit back, relax, and join the herd. Podcast. This is episode 235 of the podcast, covering the first half of season 10. I'm Mr. Gary, and at long last, we have the return of our host, Scott. Welcome back, man. What? Hey, look at this. I'm here. How you doing? Yeah. You just appeared out of nowhere. Just I know. I just... Poof. 
And like like when Nightcrawler would would morph yeah. in in the old X Men comic book, they wrote the word "bamf." Yep, bamf. Bamf. Say, here I am, bamf. Yeah. This is interesting. This is the first time we've ever done the show where I can see you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we're using <laughs> Zoom and we're like, we're as everybody is in these quarantines, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Normal, normally, we keep the video off so we don't scare each other. Yeah, but now we're less scary looking. So, <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. We, we can take it. Well, yeah, I, I can't speak for myself. I don't know that I'm any less scary looking, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Gary looks very svelte. Thanks. I'll vouch for you too, man. You're looking oh, great. All right. Well, I still old and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, young and ugly isn't much better. So you know, I'm not even well, that I, young anymore. I've, so been I've been there too. I've been there too. All right. Well, I'm glad to be back. Um, be back uh, well, for today anyway, and we'll we'll see what goes from there. Yeah. Hopefully, it won't just be today, but uh, taking it one one day at a time. So I'm not going to say I didn't have fun doing it on my own, but the listeners like you did. almost you as much as I did. You sound like you did, though. So, uh, I, I was, was like, okay. I was like, should I be following Larry David's advice and don't listen to the show when you're not involved anymore? Because <laughs> you're either going to feel bad because it's better after you left or you're gonna feel bad because it's not as good it i don't think it was better i did what i could but i mean it was not no i i thought it was fine i thought it was it, it was fine i'll take i that. enjoyed it, it. I, en- yeah. I enjoyed it i thought i i I've, as i've told you i think there's some aspects that i like i like the way you do it better than i do so i think i think you're hip i think you're down with the kids man i think you're hip <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know how hip I am, but you have been missed for sure, man. And we're oh, glad to have you. you back, at least for now, for however oh, long oh. we, whatever we do, you know. Yeah, I'm. I want. Uh, obviously, uh, I didn't want to leave, um, and I'm glad to be able to do it again. And and I'm gonna work towards continuing to do it, but um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to raise expectations, especially for myself, because I'll be I'll be sad again and. And uh, no, I, I've enjoyed it. I've I've missed it quite a bit. Uh, to be honest, I didn't listen to a while because I'm like, you know, I just feel bad that I'm not there. And um, but I've really I I really enjoyed the shows that you did, and uh, I uh, I think you did a great job. And uh, anyway, I'm glad glad we could do it again and having me back. Same here. If nothing else, it's good just talking to you again. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we've been on. We were talking for about, you know, forty-five hours before the show started because that's we start talking for for a few minutes and then it's by the time we turn around, it's next Tuesday. It's like riding a bike, man. We do this yeah. every time. Yeah, absolutely. The pre-production. <laughs> right back into your old patterns. <laughs> the pre-production process on the show is like you know ten times longer than the actual show. Yeah. True. Yeah. So like, hey, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, definitely. Although, although the rest of the world is is experiencing social distancing anew, uh, Gary and I have been doing social distancing for what now? Seven years? Six years? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> We've always yeah. just social distance because yeah. Gary Gary broadcasts from what Winnipeg, Canada, I think it is. Uh, Saskatchewan. Actually. may as well be from where i am i'm, I'm basically in tierra del fuego right north of antarctica <laughs> well this episode we're going to discuss season 10.1 as well as some other items that will primarily exist in the tangent zone that's a place where gary and i like to visit whenever possible and even when we shouldn't 
it's an it's a fun place. They've got lots of good restaurants. But I mean, Tangent Pizza is my favorite place to go. Oh, absolutely! I can't really have that. That's not on my diet plan. But uh, yeah. you know, you know, there's Treatment. no there's no gluten free, carb free uh, Tangent Pizza. It's you know, it's, unfortunately, it's a, no. It's the full thing in there. So yeah. absolutely. So um, yeah, you, that's our that's part of our charm. That's the that's the uh, what makes our show different is you get us talking about you know stuff for better or for worse things. <laughs> stuff and things. Stuff so, and things. But I brought like I showed Gary before. Ultraman is here watching over us. Um, I'm not sure if that's because he wants to kill us, but uh, he's he's there. Mm. We're not talking about the Ultraman from Japan either. Speaking of Tangent Zone, have you heard of the Japanese Spider-Man? No. Super Sentai, it's called. It's like uh, Tokusatsu <laughs> is the brand. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, Super Sentai is the Japanese version of Power Rangers, or what became Power Rangers here in the States. Basically, they took... Japanese. What's up? Wasn't Power Rangers Japanese? It is. That, that's oh. where I was getting... They, they, uh, they took a Japanese show... Mm. cut half of the show where it's just them in suits fighting monsters and then mm. put American actors in the other half. And it's literally just, they made money off of a show that could sell toys while only having to actually record a half of an episode of a show each week. Um, mm. So they paid for the rights for this stuff and then recorded a bunch of footage like in a couple months and then threw it all together in a bunch of episodes. Um, but this same series that eventually became power rangers or the same genre i guess i should say uh they had a japanese version of spider-man they licensed marvel spider-man comics um oh. to make their own version and it's like a spider-man version of power rangers like it's it's totally different it's not peter parker it's some japanese guy um who wears a similar <laughs> costume to spider-man but it's totally different it's and some it's, japanese it's, like, it's some yeah. japanese guy yeah yeah and it's it's um it's like a Spider-Man version of Power Rangers. Like and basically he fights a different monster each week in this big rubber suit. I like and it. then he gets into a big Spider-Man robot and I beats like up it. the monster. Oh, and I then, seem to, I think I remember that. Yeah. 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 And it's really crazy too. There's all sorts of stuff about like uh, hell and the God and stuff like that. Spider God or something like that. I don't even know. I haven't looked in too much into it, but there's like this weird, crazy mythology to it. It's not just like they made their own version of Spider-Man. That's basically Peter Parker, but Japanese, and then Japan. they made they made it's some totally they made some version of Spider Man that's insane. Yeah, basically yeah, this, is Spider, this is Spider Man after he took a visit to the opium den, <laughs> right outside of Kyoto. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Yeah, pretty much. It's basically like a Fever Dream Spider Man, but it's <laughs> that's cool. it. Fever Dream Spider Man. That's it. Yeah, big Spider yeah. God robot. I like it. <laughs> I yeah. like it. We should do that. We should do a show called the Spider God Robot Show. Yeah, maybe April Fools next year. You know, just yeah. like randomly in the Walking Dead podcast. Now it's Spider Man, the Japanese Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, Walking Dead. All right then. Well, we got a lot to cover, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We'll get there eventually. Switch is thrown on the tracks. Absolutely. So, but first, Gary is going to delight us with the latest version and episode of the boilerplate as always you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our facebook page which is somewhere on facebook 
<laughs> what's left of it? Here. What's yeah. left of Facebook? Hmm. We literally only have it just to host the podcast page, but you know. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. You can also give us a call on our voice. Oh, we don't have the voicemail anymore, do we? <laughs> Probably not. That's a little old. Um, I guess that was kind of it then, huh? Um, there's, uh, the, you did, you were promoting the, um, the mobile game that you haven't oh, right. played, that you haven't played in like 80 days yourself. No, I haven't been on it. <laughs> uh, as always, you can also join us in the Walking Dead No Man's Land mobile game, our group Death Squad Z, and fight alongside with us and collect your favorite characters from the show. One other thing we also do have to mention, we have a sponsor audibletrial.com slash d-e-a-d that's audibletrial.com slash dead you can get a free audiobook and a trial of their service just for supporting us and showing them that you love us just as much as you should really i mean we're pretty lovable guys i mean yeah i mean yeah yeah exactly i mean we do all this stuff for free and we you know have a lot of fun doing it about the the art bro but yeah it's it's about the art yeah we're starving artists the Um, art bro (laughs) <laughs> but yeah uh once again that's audibletrial.com slash d-e-a-d uh getting free audiobook from us and start a audible adventure today start a new adventure today yeah there you go like it says in the intro me <laughs> in the that's intro the segment, yes yes there you go yes start a new adventure today wrap that up nicely with a little bit of good job. yes exactly got the gotta get the voice on the announcing voice hello there gary mm-hmm. yes now we bring you KTTK News. Da, 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 da. All right. Well, that was an excellent boilerplate section, sir. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. We, it's, yes, we, uh, we are off to boiling plates uh, and other such things. And yes. Always some tangents. Yes, I, I feel a tangent coming on indeed. <laughs> indeed. But, but before we do that... Now on to the main event. (laughs) (laughs) Our discussion of the first half of season 10, which has been long overdue for me and Gary to talk about Walking Dead Mm. and to talk about this. So without further ado, the main event. So Scott, uh, so Scott, I covered these episodes solo late last year, and uh, thank you again for the compliments. I tried pretty hard. Um, it wasn't the same without you, of course. Uh, the listeners, though, they missed you, and they heard my thoughts already on the first half of season ten. So, Indeed. Just, yeah, overall, just like blanket feelings. What's your thoughts on the direction of season ten so far? Like, do you like what they're doing, or what do you think? That's a rather complicated question. <laughs> Requiring <laughs> sometimes a good deal of restraint. Isn't it always uh, restraint? <laughs> it has been lately. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's. I. I, I will admit it's. It's kind of been. It's kind of been a slog. Trying to. Uh, trying to even watch the show. Yeah. Part of the motivation of why we watch the show. I. I think. I think. I'm being accurate when I say I, I you felt the same way before it was was mainly because we did this show together yeah. this podcast and once I didn't have that 
once I didn't have that in my life, <laughs> except in the abstract, um, yeah, there there really wasn't a there really wasn't a strong desire, and, and probably because I'm like, well, I'm not doing the show anymore, and if I go watch the TV show and remind me that I'm not doing the podcast and then I'll be like bummed out. And, but I'm like, I, I remember you had emailed me said, Hey, let me know what you think. And I'm like, I better watch it because I don't want to listen to the show and not having known what happens. And then if I oh, like yeah. it, then there's spoilers and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, although, you know, now I've watched it again. I, I would, I would have said if it had been earlier, that Nadia Hilker probably would have been enough to get me to watch it, but uh, I must say, no, that wasn't that that wasn't enough either. <laughs> what if they brought on Alicia Vikander? Well, that's the wrong one. Alicia oh, uh, Carey. Yeah, that wouldn't do it either because I haven't watched I, I I haven't watched Fear the Walking Dead either. Honestly, I can't blame you, man. Like I did, I, I watched the first half of season ten because I was doing the podcast because I didn't want to just drop it yeah. after you left, yeah. and I kept it going for a while. Since then, I haven't watched a single episode of Walking Dead. Yeah, um, and I've, since we stopped covering it, you've actually watched more Fear than I did because you actually got back into it a little bit and watched some of it. I haven't. Yeah. I, I said I said something I thought I'd never say, that I actually think that's the more interesting show now. <laughs> season four was arguably better, I thought, than than the season of Walking Dead that, that led right into it. I mean, in season four of, of Fear the Walking Dead picked up from the time right after the end of season nine or see whatever the, I, I don't know if it was season, I guess it was season nine. Yeah. It yeah, picked up. Yeah. It, it picked up the, the first few minutes is, is Morgan trying to be convinced or Rick Carroll and uh, Jesus trying to convince, I think it was Jesus trying to convince it was either Jesus or Aaron trying to convince Morgan to come back to the hilltop or Alexandria. And he doesn't talk. He doesn't speak to that whole segment. But he's at the garbage dump where the garbage dump people live. What yeah. the hell was that? Like Jade, Jadis? Yeah. yeah. I would not have remembered that. Yeah. I'm surprised that I did, actually. Um, Penelope, whatever her name is. Um, that that he's living there now. And then he doesn't speak to uh, – Lenny James doesn't speak to the entire segment. And then, then he, he, they just show him, like, walking. And you don't know where, and then they he ends up uh, he ends up meeting um, uh, John, I forget the name of the character, um, Garrett Dillahunt. Yeah, that's all. I know the actor's name. I don't know. His yeah, name. he plays he plays a he plays a really a really good character. I mean, they really did. I mean, Jenna Elfman joined the cast, and uh, Maggie Grace, and they had. Uh, I mean, they replaced some characters that died, um, like they killed off. Um, spoiler alert. Of course, we're two years past it. They killed off uh, Madison. They killed off. Um, they had killed off um, Curtis the year before, in like the second episode of season two, yeah. or season three. They killed off Curtis second episode of season three. A little while after they killed off Fuckstick Chris, which we were happy about at the time. Yeah, that was in season two. <laughs> that was earlier. Thank God. Yeah. I did it. I did appreciate your Fuckstick. The fuck's it, Chris Award. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. No, they, they arguably I thought season four of, of Fear the Walking Dead, except for the one thing they did in the second half, uh, was much better storytelling and a much more interesting story. Than I mean, they did have kind of a 
they did the thing with the psychosis where the, the psychosis that people go through affects them differently in terms of how they react and what they draw from it. Sort of like Morgan killing everybody that comes in to clear mm. an area. Um, this woman gets in a car accident with her husband on the way out of town when everything starts to fall to shit and, and he's seriously, he's basically dying. He's fatally injured and nobody will stop to help because they're trying to get away from the zombies. And so then she develops a psychosis where she kills anybody she sees trying to help other people because wow. she says it makes them weak. And so she, when she turns them into a zombie, she says, I'm going to make you strong. And so I'm like this again, really, another one of these crazy things so and of course they've done that now with with alpha yeah um at least you can kind of understand the motivation of the governor and and negan is more of a basic a regular standard power motivation but um with with the wolves and with alpha and beta i'm just like the trash people too. I mean, what? I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Again. I'm with you. But yeah, so I've 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 gone back and forth. There have been, uh, you know, I went into it. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it for Gary. I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna watch this thing because I used to love the show, and now I don't. And want to try to like it. Um, when you have to go through all of that, you're like, well, shit. I'd rather just watch. And that's what happened. A couple of times I started watching and I'm like, I, and then I would see, Oh, Watchmen. And so I ended up, I was started watching the first two episodes of walking dead season 10. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm just, so I'm not, so I can mix it up a little bit. I'll, I'll just, I'll just take a gander and check out the Watchmen series on HBO. And then of course I ended up watching all of that. I'm like the walking what? <laughs> The walking, no, no, no. the walking Doctor Manhattan. That's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't watched I, that one yet. I want to though. Oh, you got to see it. It's it's. I mean, Damon Lindelof did such a good job. Yeah. Was, was there anything kind of a, you really appreciated from? It was season kind two? of a slog, but no, I uh, I went back and forth with it. That's the thing. Like, um, there were some episodes I really liked. Like I like obviously season one, season ten, episode one was uh you know kind of a we're coming back build up i remember you i remember one thing that struck me in your in your episode about that that you really liked the little roman phalanx training thing they were doing yeah i had exactly the opposite reaction i'm like hey, really? what the fuck is this <laughs> i just thought it was it just seemed it seemed like something that they would do that wasn't like particularly in my opinion, wasn't really unexpected. It's the kind of thing you would expect to see that group of people doing. And that's just me. And uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I just thought it was, and as I think about, I'm saying that, but as I think about it, it's probably actually a very efficient way to try to try to deal with um, a horde like that is to maintain some kind of yeah. semblance work for the Romans against the I barbarians thought was, i thought it was cool that they showed that they were taking the whispers yes. still as a threat yeah and that they were planning attack strategies and actually not that necessarily the phalanx thing even though that that was cool and like you said it's probably an efficient way to go through it yeah um, it probably is 
Yeah, but I just like the idea that they were taking it seriously, and even though mm-hmm. the Whispers hadn't been around, they yeah. were really training and trying to think of new ideas and do things differently, um, and really oh, yeah. sort of workshopping things instead of just being like, "Oh, we're just going to go hang out in Alexandria and bake cookies." You know, without, like actually did something. Without a doubt, I agree with all of that. I'm just my initial impression was, "Oh my god, really?" It is really predictable, though. I, somebody I watch. It, I somebody wants to just watch Gladiator. Or the first episode of Rome. But I was a big um, Russell fan and just, you know, yeah. wanted to put that in there, I guess. Did you ever see Rome? No. Bruno Heller, that's what he did before. He did um, that in like 2005, 2007, only went two seasons because it was ungodly expensive. I think that's where they worked out the, the problems that enabled them to do Game of Thrones because it sort of had that epic feel. Okay. But Bruno Heller, if you remember, it was the original showrunner for Gotham. Mm-hmm. I think he was only on like a year or two, and then he left the show, Gotham, and then it was somebody else was doing it. So uh, that's the second tangent. Keep track. Um, but no, I, I thought it was an interesting – the more I thought about it, especially after what you said, I thought, well, you know, thinking about it, it actually shows that they're trying to to do something rather than just sit around. I must say, I immediately found Judith annoying. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's, it is just me, I'm sure, but I find when they try to make little kids too adult and pop philosophy all the time, and, and I just, or, or like when she's telling the story of, of what happened to Rick, and then the little boy's like, why did the, I didn't like that the, the man blew up. I'm like, oh my God. I got to say, I think, I believe her name's Kaylee Fleming, the little girl who plays Judith. Yeah, actress, yeah. Um, she's, for a kid actor, she's not bad. Oh, oh absolutely. You absolutely. can see there's some really terrible kid actors out there. Um, she's pretty good, but you're right. It's definitely like, she's too young to be like, she's the no lady. Vice dropper kind of person. She's you know? no Lady Mormont, I'll tell you that. Yeah. There's some things uh, uh, Judith does that I feel like are earned and make her look yes. really cool and come off really good. Fighting. Um, Fighting. Yeah. That's Fighting cool when she um, fights. She's like Yoda. Was it the last episode? I forget if it was seven or eight. Um, jumping ahead just a second for a little bit. Um, yeah. When she stops that guy from leaving uh, that ends up taking Michonne out on the boat. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name. His name is it Bob or something? I don't know. Whatever. That guy. Bob, Bob, Bob works. <laughs> yeah. You call him Bob. Uh, when she stops him from getting away um, when yeah. they're all distracted by the zombies coming in and then he's trying to sneak away and she stops him. Like that was pretty cool. Like she has some badass moments like that, but it's mostly like you said, the action fighting bits. The dialogue is a little heavy for, to be believable from a kid of her age. Right. But, and, and I mean, obviously she would have grown up in a different environment. So she'll, she'll have different skills that perhaps somebody her age, wouldn't necessarily have but uh i mean i it's funny because i enjoyed i enjoyed some of her banter with negan oh yeah that was pretty cool was kind the, of taking on the judah uh, the the young carl role yeah and in the, in the part where um where um uh, negan escapes and then he comes back and she lets him go but then when he comes back she like knocks him off the motorcycle yeah i thought that was kind of cool Let's see here. I want to say it's almost something biblical, like kind of like Elijah or something like that, but it's not. Virgil. It's Virgil. 
Okay. Yeah, Virgil is the character's name we were looking for. I'm going to be honest. I had to look it up. <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't know what if there's a Virgil in the comic because I haven't read that far along. Apparently, um, he is a comic character. Okay. I don't know about his role in the comics, but yeah, I, I'm often interested in the differences between the material that's on TV and what they adapted it from, particularly who they have to replace what character did that in the comic, but who's dead on the show. Um, cause you know, as we periodically go, like Carol died at the prison, uh, a long time ago in the comic. Of course the comic series is, is over now. So, um, yeah. but the, uh, the, the, uh, Carol died at the prison and, and a lot of the characters who were dead on the, in the comic are some, not a lot, a number of them who died in the comic are alive on the show. Um, my understanding is that it's mainly a different group of people that the whisperers killed and put their heads on the pikes in um, the show than died in the comic. Like I believe Ezekiel died in the comic really in that, that seg segment of comic spoilers. Um, and Carol and Ezekiel didn't have a son in the comic. So because Carol never met Ezekiel because Carol died long before Ezekiel yeah. was a character. Ezekiel yeah. actually was in a relationship with Michonne in the comic that's why and and that's another i love that scene that that were there together at the quarry mm -hmm. and she says maybe when they kiss and then she they're they're admitting to each other a relationship with us would never work and she says maybe in another universe mm -hmm. and i'm like well, that's that's awesome because in fact in another universe she all the stuff that carol does where she leaves and comes back on the boat and she won't talk to him that's all michonne in the book yeah that was a cool nod. Yeah, Michonne's actually the one that's in a relationship with him. They kept it pretty. Like, Michonne was never in a relationship with Rick in the comic because Andrea never died in the comic until much later, and she was the one in the relationship with Rick in the book. Um, that's one thing I w if we ever get a chance to do, I would love to get back into the comic recaps because I love going in the original material. But I'd love to catch up on that, too. That'd be cool. But, you know, I... Let me see here. Um, I you know the the first episode was was you know coming back into it. So the the premiere episode of the season is never really, rarely ever has really exciting stuff happen. It kind of gets you back into the the story. Yeah. Um, I did. I don't know if that, that's the one at the end where they're out walking, and I think that is where uh, Carol sees Carol and Alpha see each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, that's how that one ends. They were looking yeah. for the herd, and they see Alpha. Right, the and yeah, she looks up at Carol on the ridge. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one with the flashback of Beta and Alpha was interesting, but I just I find both of and it's to as a testament to the 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 acting of Ryan Hurston. I I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the woman who plays Alpha. Samantha Morton. Samantha Morton, as a testament to their phenomenal acting skills. Yeah. We were talking I, about it a little bit before the show. I, I think, I don't know if you said, but to me it was probably the weakest of the bunch. Um, yeah. Just because mm. I, I didn't care much about yeah, that story. I, yeah, I but, think that's it. I think that's it there, yeah. But regardless whether it was top of the list or bottom of the list. Um, well, you needed it. Performances were great. Yeah. 
you need you need that i mean i think it was a necessary episode although i didn't really care much about it for the reason you just said i really don't care about the backstory of these two characters because i find these characters to be so loathsome mm. that i really don't want to know them i just don't even care why they're they are the way they are to me they're just pure evil people and i just want them to like go away um and i'm not interested in in how they became how they are. I would be very interested to see Negan's backstory. Uh, but I, yeah, that was not my favorite episode, although I appreciate why it was necessary. The whole Sadiq side story. Yeah, I was gonna get into that next. Um, okay. That was clearly, I could see something was going on where they were gonna have Dante. And usually they do that one of two ways, primarily the second way, but first he's douchey, but then he, you find out he really is a good person. And you just, he's just kind of douchey. Um, but I had a feeling they don't really do that on The Walking Dead. <laughs> Except yeah. Gabriel, I think, is the only character that I can think of where I hated him. And everybody hated him. And then he turned around and became this guy that you really like. Yeah. Um, and that really worked. But that's also a testament to the actor, Seth Gilliam, how great of an actor he is. I've seen him in several other things, and he's always been, been good. Yeah, he's uh, good. Whether it's Oz or he was also on the um, what the hell was it? The cop show in Baltimore. Wire? The Wire. Yeah, he was also in that. Uh, I thought he just—he's a great actor. And uh, but I was pretty sure they were doing something to where you find out that that Dante is a bad guy and he's doing something. And I didn't know—I didn't figure that he was a whisperer. I thought he was, maybe he was just like a bad guy. Uh, but they obviously set him up so that you wouldn't like him. But then they did stuff to kind of interfere with that, where you said, oh, maybe he's just kind of, you know, arrogant. Yeah. Then at the end of the day, at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't unpredictable, but no, I think it was pretty uh, effective. Oh yeah, no, I I thought it worked really well, and the, the whole post-traumatic stress disorder thing with with um, uh, Sadiq having been deliberately kept alive and made to watch the murder of all of his friends, yeah, in brutal fashion, and then just to mess with him, um, that just made you. I mean, that's clearly designed to make you really hate Alpha. Yeah, and that's the thing. You get to a point, and I had this when I watched the show. The following with James Purfoy and Kevin Bacon, where James Purfoy plays this. Did you ever see it? Uh, I saw the first season, or at least most of it. Right. I saw the first, I saw, I think that only ran two seasons, but I saw both seasons and then they canceled it. But it um, really was disturbing. It had the guy Kavanaugh. Tom, is it Tom Kavanaugh? Oh, yeah. Um, the guy, you, the guy from Flash, yeah, who played Ed. Yeah, his own show. Um, yeah, he was on a he was on a season. He played this like televangelist guy. Oh wow! But uh, um, I I usually have some sort of understanding of the bad guy's motivation, even when they're really bad people. You have some kind of understanding, like the governor. You understood what he was doing. Negan, same thing. Uh, Simon. Uh, but can I say one thing real quick? Yeah. <laughs> We'll talk about it probably more in our next episode, but uh, when we go have a little more time to go over news, but mm -hmm. you just mentioned the governor and <laughs> apparently um, 
shoot, what's the actor's name? It's not on the top of my head right now. Yeah, David. David Morrissey? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, David Morrissey, I don't know if he was at a convention or what or whatever, but he made a comment recently publicly that was in the news that uh, the governor would wipe the floor with any Walking Dead villain that's come since him. And he was just kind of like boasting about how the governor was a badass and like the governor would take out all these guys. Like, that's kind of funny. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Negan's yeah. the only one that could be a challenge, I think, really, in my head. Like, yeah, yeah he'd, sure. never, he'd, yeah, never, he'd never, yeah. Negan would fucking break that guy in half. But then again, we're a little biased because we love Jeffrey Dean Morgan so much. But. Yeah, but David Morrissey did a great job too. You you really hated but this. See, the thing is, I even still understood. I really could connect with the motivation, even though I thought he was very harsh. Um, I understood Negan's motivation too. Again, very harsh. I didn't agree with him. And I know I never reached a level of just complete disdain and hatred for the character Negan from Jeffrey Dean Morgan that I did in the book. In the book, I just, I just thought he was just a malevolent, just an awful, especially the way he, when I read that, and I, this is seven years ago, and it was already after it had happened when I got to it in the comic, the way in which he kills Glenn, I just thought was so egregious and, and unnecessary. He could have just shot him or something like that, but instead he, he, you know, makes them all watch him bash the guy's head in. and then the way that they drew it in the book uh really just made me i was i was like physically angry <laughs> reading this in the book you know i was on vacation i'm like i i was so angry when i read it the way he did it and that's why i said that when they when we thought they had when they faked us out and they thought they had killed glenn i agree with the notion that uh Glenn's death in a book was very meaningful and very important for the story. And if they did it differently, then they robbed us of that part of the story that is necessary to really provide that connection. But um, with the following, I just so hated these people, the followers, because they're yeah. just crazy. And they're just, I mean, they're crazy psychopaths who like to murder everyone. And I just, and for no reason other than they, they follow this guy who is like a Hannibal Lecter, except without the cannibalism. He just like these serial killer following and they just murder everybody. And and they're vicious and brutal and spontaneous about it. And, and I just, there was on, in my case, no desire to figure out the motivation. I just wanted them all to die. And so that's how I, that's how I am feeling about Alpha. I don't yeah, care I about her backstory. I just want her to get thrown off. I just want her to, to go in a particularly inventive fashion, just so she reaches some level of understanding of what she's put people through just before she, <laughs> just before she goes. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, um, so that's, that's the, my tangent on my rant on that. But um yeah, and then moving on the whole the whole thing with Carol, mm -hmm. her having like those those uh, what is it, what was she on caffeine or uppers or something having yeah, her delusions, was, and then yeah. nobody believes her. That got a little annoying because I'm like, you know, I've seen this dance a hundred times on a hundred different shows. Somebody is having some kind of a thing going on, but they're actually seeing something, but nobody believes them. And then just at the last minute, you know, I think. 
talking this through with you has made me realize something several times just in the past 15, 20 minutes, whatever we've been talking about this after yeah. season. We've said several times, I get why this needed to be done and I get its impact on the story and I understand that. But the execution of it was just like predictable and basic and not quite as effective as it could be. You know, and yeah. it didn't, didn't really catch us in the way it should. Yeah, and I'm I'm willing to to uh, say that that's me. <laughs> um, I'm willing to say that's just my cynicism about the show because it seems like every effort's being made to kind of revitalize it with a new story. And and I, I'm surprised I don't really miss Rick at all. Yeah, me neither actually. And I'm surprised because he was such an integral character. I really don't miss him because. You know, the other actors that are involved have really, I mean, they, they were strong. And I do appreciate the fact that they were built up and they're strong on their own, that that Andrew Lincoln's departure from the show did not leave a void. They moved it in and, and they made it. And that may be because they did a very effective uh, time jump to where he was gone and they reestablished the dynamic in that series of episodes to follow the time jump that I really think worked well. Um there's a lot of shows that don't do time jumps very well. Yeah, that's true. Mr. Holland's Opus was one. Uh, Rome didn't do it very well. They would have months passing between episodes, and it was very difficult unless they explicitly said, oh, yeah, that was six months ago. Well, now how in the hell would I even know that? Yeah. Um, and then, or there's, in in reality, you can tell, like, there's two characters are holed up in some place one episode and then the next episode they have two little kids so clearly several years have passed oh wow but they don't really talk about that um yeah that was the problem with rome they were trying to wrap it up so fast at the end before their money ran out um and then but i think one things i appreciate again at the end uh that that last few episodes of season nine they really um was it season nine because the whole thing, yeah, yeah, Negan, the whole all-out war ended at the end of season eight. That's mm-hmm. right. And season nine was starts a year and a half after that war's over for the first half, and then Andrew Lincoln goes, and then after that, it's the um, five years later when they when yeah. you meet uh, Magna and and the bunch. So um, I think they did a good job with that time jump, really establishing new characters and really doing it well and i think a lot of that is the transition piece that they did where they showed the helicopter go and then they transition and then the terrain looks different yeah that reminded me of something francis ford coppola said about how they filmed um the godfather 2 when vito corleone the young vito corleone played by robert de niro goes back to sicily to kill the guy who murdered his mother mm-hmm. and father. And they, the scene they were doing was in this beautiful courtyard with this big tree. And so they found out that that tree was going to get cut down and there wasn't any way they could stop it. Uh, so what they did was they filmed the sequences of scenes in that courtyard in reverse the scene where his mother gets killed when he's a little kid, they filmed it after they cut the tree down. And then they filmed the one where he supposedly comes back to confront this aging mafia guy that killed his parents 
before they cut the tree down, but they oh, wow. reversed them to make it look like the tree was little in that first scene that's supposed to take place in the past. And then when they shot, when they showed the other scene where he comes back as an adult, the tree is big. That's great. Even though they filmed them in reverse, I thought that was clever. It's almost yeah. like they did that. It's almost like they did that with that time jump transition in season nine where the terrain looks different. It's almost like they filmed that part first and then cut all the shrubbery down to make it look like it was an earlier time before all that stuff grew. Hmm. They may have, I don't know, but it, it, it look, I think they did it. My, my point is I think they did a good job that has made it possible not to really miss Rick and, you know, other leaders have stepped up. I don't know. I haven't reached, uh, episode 10 is apparently the last episode Denai Guerrero's on, Morningstar. And then um, I don't know. I haven't watched again after past season eight, so I don't know what episode Maggie comes back. I know that she comes back. Yeah. Um, since Whiskey Cavalier did not survive. No. So apparently neither did her movie career. Yeah, she tried. Uh, having her big, what she had that big scene as Batman's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> that's got to be one of the funniest lines. Why is that Asian man taking a shower with Batman's mom? <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, no, why is Batman's mom taking a shower with that Asian man? Uh, so, but I no, I I um, I I thought that they did a good job and I, I thought the whole thing where Negan looked like he was he wanted to take them back to the hilltop the, the lady and her son and then, yeah and then cool. when when what's his when that when fuck sick Chris 2 kills them then he's uh he's like nah and he yeah. decides to do something else and I, I don't know if it's true what you said that he's a double agent on the tv show as well yeah. Then um, it seems like what he realized in that moment is this kid thinks I'm this really horrible person and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not. So I'm going to do something that's really going to make them, those people see that I'm really trying to be better. But I mean, I tell you what, some of the best scenes after that was when he is fucking with with beta oh yeah i think honestly i think negan not surprisingly him and his arc was probably the favorite part for me of this yeah first half. i did um, i did like that yeah and i'm assuming like you said i'm assuming he's a double agent like in the comics um, they haven't actually said that or shown that yet i can't i can't imagine he won't be yeah but, given that uh, that actor the stuff he does like especially when he's screwing with the uh, beta and then yeah um <laughs> Later on, I, f- I think it was episode seven, um, where he uh, he takes down all those zombies and yeah. he walks back in bloody. He's <laughs> talking about wanting to be measured for his skin suit, and you better put extra extra room in the crotch region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that was that was classic, classic Negan. It was great. Um, again, he he does. He's a different Negan than the one in the book. The book is more at times more like a comic book villain. And he spends so much time talking. You're like, no one would ever do that. Talk yeah. so much that they, I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan has made that character far more realistic than the one in the book. And of course the one in the book looks different too. He's like a linebacker. He's like big. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I really like the way they've worked. They've worked in a lot of, you know, the dialogue, like when he's, he's hitting on Olivia um and she she slaps him and he goes i'm about 50 percent more into you now <laughs> yeah. <Just saying>. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. right out of the book which i thought was great um and then of course the whole sadiq backstory you know again not unexpected didn't realize he was a a, a uh, whisperer but uh you're like yeah i see it because i couldn't stand dante he was such a douche me and neither. Obviously, they, said, they they had that moment where they tried to start endearing him to you. Yeah, you know, just to throw you off. Yeah. Yeah, but then, like you, I didn't expect the whisperer twist. I knew he was going to do something bad, you know. Yes. But like, I didn't expect to go or, full whisperer. But that was cool. Or not only that, but that he was the guy holding yeah. Sadiq's head, going. Um, yeah, and and then the whole Rosita angle. Not sure how I feel about all that, that mm-hmm. whole love triangle thingy. <laughs> um, yeah. I know the the thing with her and um, Mullet guy, Eugene, mm-hmm. Mullet guy. Uh, the whole thing with her and Eugene is is pretty close to the the book. And I uh, like it because going back to kind of what you were saying about Negan, it felt like a very real situation. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, guy that pined over this girl, and then. Yeah. Things progressed and, and it happened kind of naturally. And we've known yeah. these people for a long time now. So it was kind of cool to see. And again, I don't know if that happens in the book because I don't believe Sadiq is a character in the comic book, or at least he wasn't in the part I've read up to. I read up to, I read up to part of the Whisperer thing, but not very far into it, up to the end of, of um, volume 22. And I think they stopped on volume 32. But volume, at the end of volume 22 is when Lydia leaves, when her mother comes to get her and they leave. But there's no thing, I don't recall there's anything with a baby in that. They just give her back to her mom because they see she's got like a whole bunch of people with her. And then she says, don't come in our land anymore and uh, I'll be taking my daughter with me. Thank you. And then uh, Carl leaves to go after her. Of course, they they uh, switched it out with Henry. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I was sad to see Henry die at all. And I don't think I did because I didn't like Henry either. I didn't really care either, to be honest. Like, I felt Henry. Her, it gave me enough to be like, okay, I understand why Carol would be fucked up by this, you know, and be really upset emotionally. But yeah. um, I didn't care. Yeah. He doesn't look anything like Sophia. Come on. I wonder what happened to her. Yeah. Madison Lentz, I think her name is. I think she went on to do some other stuff. Hmm. But, uh, um, the whole Carol thing unhinged and I didn't really get it because one of the m- weekly missions in the walking dead, no man's land was your Daryl chasing after Carol to the woods. And I didn't know what the hell that was about until I saw the episode. Oh, that's what that was about. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, yeah, that that's already, I'm already getting kind of old with that i get it you want to kill her but you really you're doing you're doing what characters like that always do you're obsessed with it and you're doing things that are putting other people in danger and and it ends up causing everyone else all kinds of problems and yet they still kept coming back to to help or i'd be like get out of my fucking house (laughs) if you get your problem (laughs) i'd have been like i'd have been like carol if you're gonna do that 
lots of love to you. That's how I felt. I mean, you said you listened to the, the episodes I did, so you probably yeah. heard my thoughts on it, but like, she just got so unlikable. Like I get that. Yeah, it makes mad. sense. It I makes sense. Re- I get the revenge. I get why she's doing it, but is she just, she's willing to put uh, all those people at risk. Now, perhaps she would say, I'm not, I'm telling them to leave me alone and let me go do it on my own. And they're following me. And what am I supposed to do? Not do it. Well, yeah, basically, you know, yeah. he's going to, you know, Daryl's going to follow you. Do you want Daryl to get hurt? And Daryl's the one out of any of them that she should be able to cut the bullshit yeah, and like, actually take what he said to heart. But he referred, times. he referred to her in front of her as his best friend. Yeah. And out of respect for that, you would think she would be trying to, and that's like, I'm, I'm glad he confronted her and made her feel like shit. Um, but look what happened. She got them all trapped down in a cave Yep. with, with, the, with the actual herd. And I'm like, okay, see that yeah. this is the, been there, done that. So, um, you know, and then the, the Virgil, thing, I, I think, like you said, that was a, a very good plot device to get, um, a show out of the show for a while or whatever. And so she left right. Cause she, she leaves, she leaves for a certain period of time in the comic story. And then they did, they actually made a video game. I think telltale games yeah. made a video game of I what she was doing. Game. I think I still have it. Yeah. I've never played any of theirs. Um, but she, uh, um, apparently they made a game off of what she was doing while she was gone. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm really into civilization six right now. So, I love Sid Meier's Civilization games. They're so good. This one is pretty good. I've been playing it too much, Gary. I'm going to just put that right out there. Entirely too much. But yeah, no, that's my that's my convoluted and rather disorganized thoughts of, of, of the first half of season 10. That It was a slog. It was a real slog. Yeah. But there were moments yeah. of brilliance in there. And... Uh, I'm I'm interested to see what happens next, but it seems like the problem is it seems like a lot of this has just been done in other shows and other yeah. other things. They're all trapped down there, and it seems hopeless. Somehow, you know, they're all going to get out. Maybe the music teacher will get eaten. We can hope. <laughs> um, Luke, um, I'm getting a little tired of. Uh, What's the one, not the one who's completely deaf, the other one, her sister. Uh, Connie? Or is it Kelly? It's one of the two, I think, right? I think Are Kelly is the, I think Kelly's the one that's not completely deaf. Oh, that's right, because Connie is the one that's deaf, because that's the one that's now the love interest for Daryl. Well, Connie. yes, I guess. Um, or whatever they're doing there, it looks I, like I know the actress that plays Connie is completely deaf. Like, and Kelly isn't deaf she lost her hearing after she she's she has to she's hearing impaired although she's not she did she did have her hearing at some she lost it at some point after she could speak so um it's 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 fairly impressive that they're able to 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 be such good actors and and really you really have to have talent if you can't speak you really got to be able to pull it off and that I just get, again, the obsessive behavior gets on my nerves after a while because, all right, come on. At yeah. some point, you would have to realize you're, you got to calm down. But no, and, you know, I guess the music teacher character is all right, but um, 
and I haven't quite figured out what they're going to, I don't know where, how Magna develops. Mm-hmm. Seems like, seems like she's just kind of lost, but you know, I like the person they picked the player. She's yeah. my new, she's my new Adriana Palicki mm-hmm. for that show. Yes. Understandable. I can't um, believe she married that guy that plays the helmsman on the Orville, the red haired guy. Yeah. What? Yeah, what? Me neither. It was hard enough to see her with Seth MacFarlane. Who would believe that's his ex-wife? Sure it is. Yeah, sure right. it is, buddy. Right. Uh-huh. One thing I noticed you didn't mention, I don't know if it's just because it was forgettable or whatever for you, but uh, what did you think about the whole Gamma storyline? Oh, yes, yes. You're correct. It is forgettable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, I don't care in the sense it really isn't interesting to me because, it's again, it's typical. The only thing interesting to see to what degree she turns on Alpha. Yeah. I remember you saying that she hates Alpha because of what happened with her sister. I didn't get that impression. I guess she's like they're committed there and she, she actually let her sister get killed and saved Alpha. Um, I don't know if she did that because she wants to kill Alpha at some point. I have no idea. I, I think I meant more just like the, uh, the guilt. Oh, no. No, of yeah. sacrificing her sister was getting yeah. to her. And then the yeah. reason that she did that for Alpha right. drove her to resent Alpha. Especially when he's going to kill her from the beginning, you know. But, yeah, especially when she finds out that Alpha lied to her about yeah. Lydia being dead. Um and I understand maybe Lydia that's the other thing. I can understand Lydia being saying you used me for this, but doesn't she understand what the stakes are here? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. What are you What are you really mad about? We got a, a person that who sees you and knows that your mother lied to her, and maybe she can help us. And you're worried about the fact that I didn't tell you. Well, if I'd have told you, you wouldn't have done it because you're like that. Hmm. You know. Is what's her name um, still on the show? I don't remember seeing her. Caitlin Nakin. Just Enid? survives Enid. I don't remember seeing her. I don't remember. Did she die? I don't recall if she did or I not. No, she was around, wasn't she? Wasn't she a medical assistant? Oh, okay. Bit? Yes. Now that now that you're saying that, yeah, that seems to make, ring a bell. Yeah, she was just around a little bit. She wasn't focused on. I don't think at all. I think she's, she's, a, she's probably in college now. And yeah, maybe. Um, although college or being on a TV show, hmm. hmm yeah. Right. Funny. So, uh. uh you kind of went through most of your thoughts, but yeah. now that we've kind of covered uh, the first half, a lot of hits and misses, yeah. uh, some good stuff, but it didn't really feel earned. It wasn't executed as well as it could have been. Um, but aside from that, now that we've gone through this, at least, yeah. is there anything that you're looking forward to in the second half that like, obviously we're excited to see Maggie come back. Um, hopefully uh, they write out. Are, are we? Are we? Are I we? Am. I am. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know if they're planning on wrapping it all up in this season, the Whisperer War, because it's a fairly extensive thing. I guess they would be, because um, there's the whole thing with the Commonwealth and all that, I guess, that comes after. I don't know. I haven't read that. I mean, I, I think I heard that. Um, whatever happened with Georgie's people. I guess they're the next step after. I guess they're the next part of the story after. And then what's up with that? 
And where did Rick go? I'd be interested well, to see where did Rick go where they still have functioning aircraft. Now I don't know what they're going to do with that, though, because they were going to put that out as a feature film this fall, but now all the movies yeah. are getting pushed back and things are different, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, I don't the know whole, if they, the whole the thing, they seem to be they seem to be living in a different world than the, than the ratings would, would seem to suggest is possible where they're, they're coming out with a spinoff. They got a film, they have, they have the current spinoff and do they not see you had 16 million viewers and you lost m most of them. Yeah. Now you're under four. Right. You, you're down towards, you're down not far from Mad Men numbers. But yeah. Mad Men pulled in a higher percentage of that rating share, which is why it stayed on the air, although it never had more than a million and, and a half viewers a week. Yeah. And yet it stayed on for six years because it was so good in that 18 to 49. Walking Dead isn't like that anymore. No. It's like three to three and a half million. Yeah. And it doesn't have the rating share it used to. So I mean, Fear the Walking Dead's first season had like six. Yeah. And I think the second one had six too. And we've talked ad nauseum about it, but I think they were really hoping that with this being the 10th anniversary, 10th anniversary year and with, with a movie coming out in theaters with their original star, Rick, um, and a new spinoff, I think they were really hoping they could revitalize the fan base and yeah. bring it back into the fold, but it doesn't seem like that's happening, even if the Rick Grimes movie does by some chance come out anytime this year. Um, I have a feeling if they do it, it'll probably go on AMC premiere. Yeah. And then it won't, it won't have, I don't, I, I had a hard time thinking what, what the logic was in doing it as a feature film. Like people are going to go see that just because I can't, I don't think it would, I have a feeling it would do very good at all. Cause well, it's who knows? a package. It it's a character that you don't know unless you watch the, uh, how would they tie uh, otherwise what are they going to pretend like he wasn't rick because my understanding is he's not supposed to have his memory oh. he's supposed to not know that he's rick grimes and so he's in this adventure not knowing who he is but those what what the hell is the point of that then they could have just cast anybody as another character but unless you watch the show and you're invested into the world that they built would a move feature film really mean anything to you well we don't know anything True. about the storyline they have planned um except for that it's going to be the ongoing adventures of rick wherever he is um i would assume especially with them trying to leverage it to get either their old viewers back or hopefully bring in some new people mm -hmm. i'd imagine they have some sort of storyline that both for old returning fans and new people would bring you into it without just being a sequel to walking dead that has Rick in it. That's all based upon you knowing his journey and everything with no setup. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they probably have, I would, I would hope at least that they have some sort of storyline in mind that kind of is a soft reboot almost with Rick that could bring in new people, but also, um, you know, have enough reference and stuff there to the show that yeah. could bring back people that left after Negan Possibly. came up and, Possibly. I, I would hope. But then again, it's still going to be Walking Dead story. So. Yeah. I, I And that's the thing. I mean, it's. And I just don't know. And I mean, I know I'm not excited about it anymore. And it's not. 
I think maybe it's just because it's just at a certain point, these things just start to fade. Yeah. You can do it for a while and then it fades. I mean, Hawaii Five O went off the air and I really like that. It, it ended its run 10 seasons. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they finished it off. Um, I don't know. I, I, it just seems like they're they're coming up with these different projects when the show was already when the franchise was already teetering, it was already fading from from its excitement anyway. But I mean, at the same point, what's your best option at this point if you're AMC? It's still your flagship show. It still does better than most of your shows. I suppose that's true. Yes. Might as well while it's still alive, even though yeah. it's dwindling. Yeah. Why not push now? At least give it one last chance at maybe bringing back some of those people. Maybe you could have your big cash cow again. You Possibly. Know. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the other option is. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're saying, like I, I, even you and me, we've been running a podcast about the show. We're we're big fans, and we like the comic. We like a lot of the what the TV show has done, um, and we're here for it every week. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, revitalizing yeah. the show. Yeah. Even if it is really well done. But then again, we haven't even seen anything yet. So maybe we'll be wrong. Uh, we can hope. Yeah, hope. My, you know, and, and I, I, I do hope that they wrap up the whole whispers thing by the end of the season so they can move on to something else. Maybe do some more world building. I was spoiled on one thing that is a major negative. I don't know how to say this without spoiling anything. It, it's, uh, I think the Whisperer storyline is going to conclude by the end okay. of the season. Yeah, I think I'm I had hopeful. heard that as well. Yeah. I'm hopeful for nothing else to hopefully be done with Alpha. <laughs> um, you know, I may have heard you say that because I think you may have said that at, hmm. in one of the episodes. So I, I think have. I may have because I don't I don't listen to any other walking podcast that that podcast anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but the the only information I get is from what's getting us from you. <laughs> so if you said it, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you said it and it's wrong. That sent me on the on the path of destruction. Well, I saw something else today that I don't remember having seen before. That that was the spoiler that I was referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, that does give me hope that will conclude this Whisperer storyline by the end of the season. Um, but aside from that, and the fact that we've only got a couple more episodes with Michonne and Maggie comes back at some point, uh, and there's one other new character. Well, anyway, that's, you know, I, uh, as far as the, the Walking Dead goes, I mean, I, I keep hoping that it'll capture my interest and I see... I see moments and, and uh, windows that, that track my attention. Like I said, there was a couple of episodes I really liked in this season. But as we said last time when we were, when we were doing the show on a regular basis, that it was becoming more difficult for us, both of us, to really enjoy the show anymore. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I wasn't like negatively impacted by the, I guess the jump the shark moment with with the the two murders, mm. but um, I just felt that All Out War really just was underwhelming the way they did it on TV and and just really didn't didn't do it for me um, the way it did in a comic. I don't and, and I'm not normally like that. I just thought that it, 
I normally don't hold the show accountable for what they do in the comic unless the show does something that isn't as good. Yeah. I'm oftentimes I say I like, uh, we've said it many times. I really like the way they've adapted X. Um, and that was true for a while. And then I don't know. It just was the, the, the way they wrapped up all out war. I just didn't, it didn't work for me because it would just, eh, it was just sort of, meh. it just and, isn't executed. as no. well. And, and I don't know. I, I thought Scott, uh, Gil, Gimple. Gimple did such a fantastic job with the way he drove this and adapted it just right and changed just enough to make it different. But, but something happened with the saviors that just didn't, didn't work. I mean, even as much as I love Stephen Ogg and thought he did add a lot because that character isn't in the book. Um, mm -hmm. It just didn't work as well. And I don't know, but um, I'm, I'm hopeful that they can find something and, and, you know, I'll take a look at the, what is it? The walking dead beyond if that ever yeah. happens. Um, I'm, yeah, but I, I gotta be honest. I am, I am very much interested in getting into season five of fear the walking dead. Uh, okay. I, know, I know Dwight joined that one uh, the joint Dwight don't join the cast. And I really, I really like season four, except for the psychosis lady. I really like season four. Thought it was really well done. They did did two halves, and it's just a different story. And I thought it really worked well. And Morgan really was was fantastic. All right. Well, I think that we've covered the basis on that. Um, you know, I we've both been very busy since the pandemic started. Um, I've been working at home basically for one of my jobs. I work two jobs. I, I worked at home basically. Mm -hmm. and one job since March and uh, I've been actually had more to do <laughs> when I got home than I did I mean I, I've listened to a lot of people complain about being at home but I'm like I haven't had or everything isolated at home I haven't had a chance I still got to go out every day for my other job inspecting posts around the county so I'm out I've been out every day you've been doing something that has really been vital <laughs> uh, to uh, keeping society together I yeah. don't think that can be understated, the work that you do. I mean, I do something for security, but it, it's not the same at all. Um, most people would not have thought of what you do as vitally essential. Yeah. But really, it is. I mean, yeah. one of the things that kept, I think, kept the whole system and society from falling apart is that uh, what you do wasn't disrupted. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I agree. Yeah. And, and I mean, they talk about first responders and all that, and that, that's true. But I mean, people who do jobs that we take for granted, you know, um, even de delivery people. I yeah. Mean, delivering stuff that you need that I had, a, I don't have to order a lot of stuff online still, or people who, you know, from uh, Instacart. Mm. Um, Instacart became so you you saw it i'm sure instacart beast yeah. came so uh highly uh in demand that they weren't able to meet the capacity for a couple of weeks yeah those things that we take for granted and i think one of the things that like with not being able to do the podcast and how i felt a little bit bummed out you take for granted those things that are that end up being really important to you 
and the podcast was really important part of of my life and my interaction with you and i missed that immensely Me too. Uh, doing it doing it again realize how much i missed it um i just did, didn't think i could give it the time it needed with what i had to do so um but like that with so many things that that we've gone through in this in this current situation i think a lot of people have come to realize there are a lot of things that they took for granted that they realized that they could they're not permanent and they are far more important than they realize, especially when there's a chance that they might not have them. Yeah. So I think that, uh, and thank you for everything you do. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of the favorite parts of my job, to be honest, is that I can actually help out communities, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, thank you for everything you do and everybody that works with you. I mean, they're, they're the real unsung heroes. I think there's yeah. people who do jobs like that. So, um, thank you, sir. Thank you. But then thanks for having me back and I hope we can continue. I would really, I mean, nothing would make me happier. Very few things would make me happier and we could pick up and, and do what we were doing before. So we'll take it, take it a, an episode at a time. Yeah. I used to do a podcast and Gary was actually on the last episode that we ended up doing. We only did six of them um, called in the asylum. That was originally meant as a tribute to the films of the asylum, which some of them are so bad that they're good. Which one am I talking about? Sharknado. Sharknado. <laughs> it's so bad it, that it's actually enjoyable and fun to watch. Um, that's one I wanted to bring back. Um, maybe not about the films of the asylum, but I've always wanted to do just a podcast about shit that you and I find interesting because cool. there's so many things we both like that are the same, you know? Yeah. As you can tell, we both like comic stories. We both like the same, mostly the same kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be great to just like, just talk about shit. We could get the, the Gary and Scott talk about shit show. <laughs> um, but we'll see. But those are some of the things we're thinking about. So we'll keep everybody posted if, if those things happen. And uh, hopefully some of them will. Particularly the boys podcast. I remember was really excited all right. Well, that is our episode for today. I am, again, glad to have been back. And uh, hopefully we'll be doing more of these together again, uh, more in the way we used to. So, again, we'll take it a, take it a show at a time. Um, I think we're going to – we had talked about perhaps doing them two episodes at a time or something like that for the next, the next set of season 10.2. So I will have to watch them first, <laughs> but at least they'll be fresh. I'll remember some names this time, but, uh, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And, um, uh, so again, you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page, which is in that dark realm known as the Zuckerberg realm Facebook or you can go to facebook.com forward slash walking dead podcast. So uh, that is a wrap. And of course, as always, there's never been a better time to be a nerd. And this is amazing because that's the first time I've ever actually watched you say it. That's true. I can see the energy and the, and the aplomb in there. Gravitas. Um, really? Yeah. I get it. We normally, we, we have never seen each other. Look, we never had the video on while we did the show. Yeah. We used, what did we use before? Skype? 
Yeah. And it took up too much bandwidth that the camera on. So, yeah. and then we had that stupid Pamela thing. And every time Skype oh. would update, I'd have to buy a new version of Pamela. I forgot how annoying Pamela was. So at least Zoom has an integrated recording function in it that we use that works so much better. This is, but even then, before we would just leave the video off and do the show because, yeah. You know, we're, we're ugly people, <laughs> or at least I am. I, I don't. I want to say that I, I don't. I can't say that. Gary, Gary's very stealth. Very stealth. I don't know about that, sir. I appreciate <laughs> um, it. Um, but uh, anyway, stay safe, Cherry Creek, New York, and that's a wrap. Hike. Okay. <laughs> That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Please take a moment and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash walking dead podcast. If you like the show, let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com. You can also post comments on our Facebook page. The Walking Dead podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at playerfm.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead podcast by visiting our sponsor, audible.com, and signing up for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcast.